Welcome to the Cinema Draft Podcast, presented by DraftStream, a discussion show about movies, gaming, and the unexpected cultural detours that color our life. Please enjoy your stay and enjoy the show. back it's your boy wardo jackson ceo founder creator of the great cinema draft and draft stream games where daily fantasy sports meets the movies and streaming content and she's back it's one half of our all latino pod younger than my high school prom pictures one woman youth movement it's steph torres aka lil stevie this hype hello Thank yeah you for having me again yes Steph Torres being back. here welcome back our Andy Cohen inspired watch what happens lifestyle drinking game word tonight shall be the word steal okay. every time you hear one of this word want to say this word take a sip what you're sipping because tonight's pod end up covering our favorite movies where stealing is an art form nice you know all right so welcome back to the podcast without segues we're gonna go right into it tell me something good this world's just still crazy I, i'm we're breaking news every minute trump's setting the white house on fire on his way out everything's upside down i'm desperate i'm desperate for some good news tell me something good little stevie okay i finished knitting um a sweater for my for my nephew benji okay um he looks great in it of course he does. Um, He's a very young man. Very um, It snowed recently, so I bought him, or I didn't buy him. His mother bought him this cute little sled, and today we went out and we just, like, carried him around the snow, and it was really cute, and he was just sitting, and it's, like, a cool little sled, so it allows him to sit and, like, lean back, so he was just, like, looking oh. around and just, like, <laughs> and I'm, like, you're not excited, and he's just, like, yeah, this is pretty cool. No, <laughs> Massachusetts what we do. Yeah. <laughs> I guess he's used to it now. You know? All right. Too cool for school. All right. Yeah. All right. So now our one of my favorite segments we're going to jump right into, and that is what we're watching. That's right. And and as I was saying off camera, mm -hmm. uh, and I totally forgot this is on the rundown, I am into rogue AIs, and I have mm -hmm. to talk about this show next. I'm going to share my screen. Are you familiar with Next, Stevie? Next was that on one of the drafts? It's on streams? Fox. It's yes. I'm. You know, we're going to lean into uh, into CJ's <laughs> network Ed is of me, but it's true. I, I, I can't yeah. help it. I love this show. It is really smart. It's smarter than any reason any show that had any reason to be on a network show. Basically, John uh, John Slattery, you know, our little silver-haired god from Mad Men. Mm -hmm. Yeah, don't you love him? Uh, plays yeah. normal Rye self as a as a tech genius billionaire who's accidentally created an AI that's gone rogue, Ooh. unleashing itself in lethal ways on our highly networked society. He pairs up with a FBI agent. That's her son. Let's see if you get the FBI agent on there. Oh, this is from last week. Yeah, that's his daughter. And so he's uh, he's running around with this FBI agent who, of course, plays by her own rules mm -hmm. to try to stop the 
AI from destroying society as we know it. And if it sounds far-fetched, there she is, the backside of her. If it sounds kind of strange, it's actually all, all this stuff that's happened that that happens in this movie is kind of sourced from like real life stuff. Like if, if an AI was smart enough or nefarious enough, it actually could do it. Yeah. Yeah, and it's mm -hmm. why because I mean we're so networked, we've got cameras everywhere. Like once this AI gets it into its head, you know, it starts like using every little electronic thing at its disposal to just you know mess with these people's lives and it is wild it's that fucking wild. excellent especially if you're into that type of cyber terror like i am mm -hmm. uh, and uh i and like i was saying uh right before we started it, it's reminiscent a little bit of war games uh that excellent matthew broderick 1983 classic ali sheedy you know in her teenage pre brat pack best Oh, I just rewatched it the other day on GP. It's on uh, Netflix. Oh, it's so good. It's just so okay. good. About a road. Wow, he looks really young in that. I mean, it takes me back too. I mean, it really does. Uh, and it's just wild because, like, this computer. I mean, he's playing this game. He hacks into this in his gaming company, and he's and he stumbles onto you know uh, a back door into uh, the defense department supercomputer mm -hmm. named Whopper. And, and I mean, it's it's so eighties in every way too. Uh, Steph, I mean, it's got Dabney Coleman. You don't even know the heights of Dabney Coleman because he was such a so. thing in the eighties. He was the, I think he was, um, he, I think he was an ET. I think I want to say he was one of the, I think he was the dad in ET, maybe. Yeah. Um, he Dabney Coleman was everywhere in the eighties. So it's big Dabney Coleman flex in this one. Ali Sheedy, so young, so hot. Uh, freaking, freaking, um, uh, and a lot of those, the that guys that, well, at least that guys, if you watch like 80s and 90s movies, which of course mm -hmm. is time, but it's just so funny because this, I mean, this computer, all it wants to do is play a game, uh, and they're like, all right, let's play, and you see the list it's like chess, it's like poker, checkers, global thermonuclear warfare. <laughs> And Matthew Broderick's up in the, up in his in his room with with, with Ali. She kind of wants to pressure, like, yeah, let's play global nuclear nuclear thermal warfare. Yeah. All right, who? Yeah, who what's that going to be? That's me, Russia. Okay, we're Russia. Who do we nuke first? Yeah, Las Vegas. Oh my yeah. god. No, not my home. Not my secondary home. But uh, it's such a it's such a fun movie. I highly suggest you check it out. A very okay. tight, taut ninety minutes. Oh, love that. Oh, love 90-minute movies. Yes, very Those fun. Super 80s. And it's also set in Seattle, back when they actually filmed things in Seattle. Oh. So, not Vancouver. Actual Seattle. <laughs> not Vancouver. Yeah, so, so check out next, uh, you know, before it leaves. Well, actually, you, you're kind of running out. I'm sure it'll live on Hulu forever. But mm -hmm. tonight is actually its series finale. It got canceled after two episodes. Fuckers. Aww. Why we can't, you know, have nice things. Gratefully, they'll at least, you know, play out the string on Fox. But yeah. uh, it's it's so good. I highly recommend it. John Slattery is is killing it though. He's he's eccentric, billionaire mm -hmm. uh, with like a eternal diagnosis, and he has like these these hallucinations, but he's still the smartest mm -hmm. guy in the room. I love this stuff. I love it. Nice. All right. I think it's, I remember uh, drafting that on one of my weeks. Yeah, 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 you know, honestly, you probably did because Steph, you draft everything. I love your scatter shot, but yet somewhat <laughs> accurate approach. Yeah, still get you still make I'm the money. Through it, yeah, I'm just... yeah. yeah whatever tough. catches my eye. There you go. And also from our draft stream game, Tenet, which which was in the talent pool last week. Have you mm -hmm. seen Tenet, Steph? I haven't. My brother is on my case to watch it. He, he sailed the high, the high seas for that one. 
and he's like you gotta watch it we have to I, I need someone to talk to about it like blah 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 and I just you know in the slack everyone was just like this I can't understand a word it's happening so I'm just like Ugh, I don't want to watch it but so it's like I have to watch it for the culture you know I have no, to watch no, it absolutely to it is it is invading our culture too but does he like it or is he confused and he wants someone to explain it to him because I spent a few a couple days looking at explainer videos and I've seen it twice and I still know what's going on I think he really just drank the Kool-Aid. He's like, yeah, I like it. He's like, you just got to let it wash over you. And I'm like, but I need proper sound editing and mixing, though. And he's like, just just let it happen. And I'm like, okay. They actually have a line in the movie, too. It's like, you know, after after they try explaining what inversion is for, like, the third time, they finally just say, don't try to understand it. And that's in the trailer too. You probably see that. Oh, man. Yeah, I probably have. Yeah, so I want to see it. I love um, John David Washington. I love Robert Pattinson. I love Elizabeth Becky. I'll probably end up watching it, sailing the high seas for it. But I would really love some subtitles. They're uh, they're out there. Let's put it that way. Okay. And, and subtitles definitely does help on home video. Yes. Okay. So yeah, we can we can talk off camera if you need you know. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah, it's I, I I really enjoyed it. Yeah, as you can see, I gave it an eight. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I but I like I said, I can't, I can't say I understand it entirely, but I it, it's it, it's a trip. It is designed to be to to be watched multiple times because I mean, you, I mean, and also I don't know in in going to see it. I guess I would. It depends on your personality, but I, the first time I saw it, I spent the first half of the movie fighting it. Like, mm. how does this shit work? What are the rules? You know me and rules, right? Like, why don't why don't fucking Harry Potter? Like, the rules are just too nebulous. The rules in this are actually concrete, but I didn't understand them. And so I spent so mm. the first half of the movie fighting it, and the second half of the movie in awe of it. Because, like, oh, that's kind of what it is, and I still understand it, but it's very cool. Okay. Second time around, I didn't fight it. I let it wash over me, but I still need some help, so I'm probably going to watch it a third time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> But it's cool. I like, yeah. And so in the rundown, why do I like this so much? I don't know. But there's something about inverting time, a form of pseudo time travel where you can move both forwards and backwards through time at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's, it's fascinating to me. I love this shit. I don't get it, yeah. but I love it. And and I will say it is definitely the most cerebral blockbuster ever. I get, I, I tip my cap to you, Christopher Nolan. I tip my cap, even though you've been a whiny little bitch about Warner Brothers. Yeah. Tough look for our guy. Not, I mean, mm-hmm. people dying in the streets. You worried about getting about sending us back in the streets to watch your stupid movie? No, 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 thank working. you. Yes, but this actually would kind of tie into the theme of our of our podcast because it there are at least there's at least a heist aspect? two heists, Ooh, two a time heist, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a time heist. What is that from? That's from something. What is that? I don't time. know. Wasn't that from like some show? I have no idea. Yeah, I, I, I thought I, I was being witty and original, but I guess I'm not. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, you, well, you, for us, you still are witty and original. Most Thank you. That's very. That's very cute. Uh, so yeah. So let me ask you, what have you been watching? Okay. Um, I just finished The Flight Attendant on HBO. Oh, Max I love that show with Kaylee Cuoco. Um, it, it was great. Um, it was really great. I watched it because everyone on the Slack was like raving about it and I loved it. I didn't, I don't know. I wasn't expecting a lot out of it, but that first episode was hooked me in. Kaylee Cuoco is so charming and so, I don't know. She's so, 
um, charismatic. She's just so charismatic, and she's playing a like she looks horrible like, alcoholic. Looks incredible, even when she's getting sloppy drunk. But yeah, yeah, um, and it was great. The music was great. The scoring was great. It was beautiful, high production. Like it was, and it got some twists and turns, and it got me. It really did got me. I wasn't expecting any of that. Um, and it was really fun to see Rosie Perez on my screen again. So, she, I mean, uh, I mean, yeah, just her evolution. I mean, uh, from <laughs> Fight the Power. I mean, I, I mean, I just remember where I was watching her and do the right thing, Fight the Power. And I'm like, jaw on the floor, like, yeah. Uh, and little did I know that the movie would only get hotter. Zosha did an excellent job. Mm-hmm. Excellent. I, yeah, I, I I love everything about the show. It's really good. I'm glad it got renewed for a second season. I mean, she, you know, she she's an executive producer on this, so you know, she has her stamp on this, you know. And it's, yeah, she's it, throwing a weight around. Yeah, it's a great vehicle for. I I love this show. I really do. Uh, so good. Yeah. Um, All right. And, and what else are you watching? Give me give me what some. What else? Um, I recently so I got a Criterion Collection subscription for my birthday. My best friend gave me oh, that, so yeah. I was jumping around. What did I recently watch? Um, they recently came out with a comedy collection with, um, Cary Grant. So I think I watched, I watched Holiday from like 1938 with, um, Cary Grant, Catherine Hepburn. And those are the only two movie stars I know because the other people are just random. Yes, getting gone, yes. <laughs> it's called um, Holiday? Just Holiday. Holiday. Yeah. Not, not even the Holiday. It's just Holiday. All right. You said 1930? 1938. 38. All right, so we got a 1930. Oh, there it is. Holiday. Um, and it's great. It's it's set in like the Christmas, Christmas, New Year's, like those um in between weeks. Um Carrie Grant plays this um oh, she's, so good here. she's so good. Um he she plays this guy who falls in love with Catherine Hepburn's sister, actually, and he goes home to meet the family. And he's a little lower class and the family's super rich. So you just have that wonderful tension and that comedic relief of him not knowing what to do with like societal, you know, rules because he's not super duper rich. And then eventually he falls in love with Catherine Hepburn instead because they are like kind of two peas in a pod and how they see life and their outlook and what they want in life. Um, and it was very charming. Everyone was so, I don't know, just... The hair and makeup on this. I know, it's so beautiful. Everyone's so beautiful. It it was funny. I did like laugh. Like it's a comedy, and I really wasn't expecting much because it's from 1938. But I did chuckle. Um, Cary Grant does like two flips, two black, two back flips in like yeah, we saw him in point. Mid- yeah, what's <laughs> I don't know. I guess like physical comedy and acrobatics were really there. Were really important. 1938. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like it's a great holiday movie. So anyone watch it on Criterion Collection. Is that, Jack, that looks like Jack Lemmon. Is that Jack Lemmon? Oh, Lou Ayers. Okay. <clears throat> he, he favors like a young Jack Lemmon a lot. Mm. If You don't know who that is. That's fine. I like the, the thoughtful hmm, though. That was very, <laughs> yeah. Most, most people would have skated right on by that. That's fine. It's yeah. <laughs> Like I said, I, I was actually looking at my prom pictures just the other day. It's like, and it occur, occurred to me, my next guest is younger than these pictures. That's fine. That's fine. That's how time works. You know, <laughs> you got that one ready. Okay. All right. I felt that. I felt, I felt that. All right. Anyways, keeping this show moving, we are moving on to our 
into our main topic of the show tonight. That is our top five heist movies. Mm -hmm. Rules are as thus. One of us names a movie with a heist in it. We alternate picks. When someone picks that movie, the movie is out of play. As always, because my mother raised me right, yes, get to go f go first. So take yeah. the obvious one off the board. I'm going to share my screen because I already know it's coming. So <laughs> what do you mean? Okay, I wouldn't be me. Wait, I have to see what you're going to do then. No, no, no. It's your, oh, okay. I'm just ready though. Right. Um, I wouldn't be me if I didn't pick Ocean's Eleven. There it is. There it is. <laughs> it was gonna be. It was gonna be either. It's gonna be an Ocean's movie. That I. It'd be somewhere in the Ocean's universe. I actually yeah. was gonna go twelve, but eleven is perfectly valid. Okay, you could do twelve. We could pick the whole trilogy. Yeah, that'd, um, be, that'd be a great podcast. It's called the Ocean Podcast. Yeah, the Ocean Podcast. The Latin um, Ocean Podcast. Yes. Oh, I love that. <laughs> um, Ocean's Eleven. Um, what can I say that hasn't been already said? Um, Steven Soderbergh is everything I want to be in life. Just effortlessly cool, um, witty, very fun editing. Um, everyone is just, they just do everything so good. Like they're just, I don't know, they just mesh so well. Um, this was one of the first movies that I really got into. Like it's always, it was just always, um, showing on like AMC or something and me and my brother would always watch it at any point in the runtime. like we would just surf channels and if it's like 30 minutes in we're like perfect let's just sit back and watch <laughs> um I could probably quote this movie at you um I don't know everyone's so charming so beautiful I love it's just everything you want in a heist movie it's it's well written it's well acted it's there's the banter that you have between everyone very banter. Yeah, great banter. Um, a really cool heist, and then yeah, everything just falls into place. Yeah, a lot of a lot of moving pieces. And I mean, and, and if you were going to try to rip off a Las Vegas casino, you would need something this complicated, yes, this slick to to make it happen. And 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 there's always like a moment where you know the perfectly laid you know plan goes awry, and even that mm -hmm. was fun. I mean, it's just it's just so creative. I, I I loved it when it came out. I owned it. I actually think I, actually I think I still own it. I, I think I have a digital. Copy. I I digitally bought it over the pandemic because that, that's like my comfort movie. Um, yeah. <laughs> I have I have all three digitally owned now. Um, they have great commentary tracks if you wanna you ever want to um, go through that. That was really fun. Um, yeah. I love this movie. I love Steven, so Steven Soderbergh. I love Brad Pitt, George Clooney. I love everyone. This is just the best. Hey, Steph. Mm. You think we need one more? <laughs> we need one more. <laughs> <laughs> All we right. Need one more. Oh, we need yeah, one more. All right. So that's an excellent pick. And just out of respect, I'm going a, I'm to a leave Ocean's 12, you know, so on. you like twelve? You like twelve more than eleven? I, well, I mean, and this does not count as my my one. I'm just saying, as far as no, twelve yeah. goes, I like the fact that I mean, they tried something new. It'd be totally easy to to just run it back, which right. they kind of did in thirteen. But mm -hmm. even in thirteen, I, people know. I mean, everyone loves all three, and and no one ever has a problem with thirteen. But thirteen had more of the same, like yeah. Narrative structure as, as 11. 12, yeah. they tried some shit. And, and oh, yeah. That's and Catherine Zeta Jones. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Catherine Zeta oh, Jones. My God. She was so yeah. hot in that movie. And that's the movie that introduced me to um, Vincent Cassell. He, oh. I guess he's a French star. Mm -hmm. And then 
starring in a, in a big American movie kind of for the first time. So that was cool. And just, I mean, and I like the, the fact they had taken, it was basically a mash of two scripts. It was a script that had been knocking around, you know, the studios and they kind of retrofitted it to oh, melt really? into Ocean's Tale. So that That's was pretty cool. cool. It was very cool. Yeah, I love that scene in Ocean's 12 where they, um, Brad Pitt, Matt Damon, George Clooney go and meet um, the guy at the bar or something and and he's, they're like, let's just let us do the talking. And they just say random stuff, like, things <laughs> of no meaning. <laughs> and then that demon quotes, like, a cashmere lyric. And they're like, what did you just say? <laughs> they're like, you just called his his niece a what? <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, it's just a great cast. Mm -hmm. So this does not count. That doesn't count. That was just an aside. Yeah. I'm going to take another fairly obvious one off the board. I'm going Fast Five. Mm -hmm. If that's on your list, it's not on anymore. And, and I have to think, too. I have to think, as you say, this is how time works. I think fourth fourth dimensionally, <laughs> because I have to think of the ones that are in that have been since you were born that I want and take those off the board immediately. Mm -hmm. So Because you're mo most likely to have seen I got, those. I got some stuff up my sleeve. Hey. Okay, all right. Looking forward to it. So Fast Five, obviously, Bill Simmons' favorite fucking movie. <laughs> it's a good movie. It is a good movie, though. I did rewatch it like a couple months ago. It it still slaps. And it's got one of the most audacious heists we've seen. The the like the the megaton safe hooked up to like these cars just <laughs> dragging through the like, Yeah, like like a pair of like really big Simpsons-esque or or, or mm -hmm. yeah, Simpsons or a, a really big um uh, South Park-esque balls just mm -hmm. dragging shit down the street <laughs> in the middle of Rio. Big chase. The, the, the introduction of the rock is like, you know, I mean, kind of part of the whole outfit. I mean, it was really, they really set that up a level. They really, yeah, did. they did. Yeah. And I, I was down for all these. And, you know, they, they debut in April. I, I show up at the theater on the biggest screen possible. I'm down for them, whatever. But I really nice. didn't know, did not know what to expect when I went to go see, it, see this one, except, oh, cool, the rock's in this. But I didn't think he'd become like, like, you as know, big as a character, yeah. Yeah, like I mean, like, I thought he'd just be like a big bad for this one, and that's it. But no, it was legit. So I, I mean, this is all, and this is frequently credited as the one that truly did supercharge, you know, the franchise into a totally, totally absurdist direction yeah. before. So I, I can appreciate it. Oh, Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. 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 Uh, we had a whole aside of this on the Slack. Um, I think it's Gal Gadot. Okay, Gadot. Uh -uh. And the crew. Good dote? Dang it, I don't know. Now, nah, yeah, we'll go. We'll go with Godot. We'll, we'll we'll wait for Godot. Uh, <laughs> and Tyrese. Also, yeah. So I love the cast. Multi. I mean, truly lean into the to the diversity of mm -hmm. of you know the worldwide audience this movie serves. I mean, I love it. I wish I wish Hollywood was more inclusive, just in general, just on GP. Same. Yeah. You want you want your shit to slap around the world, cast around the world. You know exactly. All right, so what's your next film, Stevie? Um, what did I, what was I thinking? Crap. Okay, I wanted to leave this one to you, but let's do Inside Man. Ooh. Spike Lee. You know, oh, Were you thinking I, of that one? No, no, actually I wasn't, and I feel shocked and ashamed okay. that okay. I am not, because Denzel's my guy. He is literally my He's, favorite actor uh, ever. Yeah. Seriously. Um, Inside Man. Um, I think, again, this is another movie that I just watched on the TV because it was always doing a rerun. Mm -hmm. um, 
I th- I watched it before I knew who Spike Lee was. Oh. Um, you know, like, I don't know, before I had sure. my film, I don't know, come to Jesus moment. I don't know. Um, and I remember just being like, like, whoa, like, just like, wow, movies can be this. And Clive Owen is great. Denzel is always Denzel. He's just batting 100 all, all the time. Um, I don't this, know. This Denzel, I think, I think it's like 2006. I think this is the... The, either the tail end of peak Denzel or the beginning of old man action Denzel. And I only say that, I only say that because I mean, we've never seen him without any hair like this. This is weird. Right. This is very weird for Denzel. Number one, mm-hmm. number two, I mean, it's, you see it more in, I think deja vu, which I think came the year after maybe 2008, whatever. Mm-hmm. Then you see like Denzel when he's, not in like ripped ab shape. It's, it's a little jarring. So I right. think I think this might be the beginning of old man action. And he's got to be like nearing fifty in this. So it makes sense. I mm-hmm. mean, trust me. You're, once you cross forty, let me tell you from experience, your metabolism slows down. So eat all the shit you want right now. Eat some extra for me because it's not going down after forty. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, but, but even still, you know, he's Denzel. He's very classic yeah. Denzel. His mannerisms. He owns the screen. He and Jodie Foster on the same. Love it. Yeah, it's a wonderful cast. It's a great cast. There's Willem Dafoe with a supporting role. Mm-hmm. Um, Christopher Plummer, Jodie Foster. Um, yeah, it's great. And then I remember after, I remember rewatching it after, like, I knew who Spike Lee was tonight. That dolly, that dolly shot. I was just like, yeah. there it is. <laughs> there it is. There it is. And then Terrence Blanchard um, score always slaps. He's old. He always gives it his best, and it's great. So. And then Chiwetel, uh, I mean, this is now he was he was already on his way up. This definitely mm-hmm. helped cement him to Hollywood. But I remember uh, watching Chiwetel a couple years earlier in a movie called Dirty Pretty Things, and it was mm-hmm. straight UK. It was kind of like a celebrated indie that was getting Oscar mm-hmm. buzz uh, late that year. I want to say it was two thousand three, maybe two thousand four. <clears throat> I was blown away. I'm like, who is this cat? And then you start seeing him pop up everywhere. It's mm-hmm. this Don Cheadle movie where Don Cheadle, uh, no one saw this movie too. It really pissed me off. I got to see a screening of it, but when it got actually released, no one went to support it. It was like oh. the um, the biopic of um, of this DC shock jock, PD something. Oh, it was so good. I need to put this on your radar. Don yeah. Cheadle. And and Don, and this also, I think Don Cheadle thought, okay, this is going to be some Oscar bait. And no, it came like a year or two later with Hotel Rwanda. But um, what was the... 2000 or oh I, I mean I got those backwards oh I didn't get the backwards Hotel Rwanda mm-hmm. after the sunset Ocean's Twelve Talk to Me Petey Green to me. Yo that movie was incredible oh. based off a real guy a DC shock jock named mm-hmm. uh, Ralph Petey Green and there I think I think he's like trying to be his lawyer or something but mm-hmm. and, you know, that's a good piece that nobody saw Taraji's in there like <gasps> no that. That's fun. Yeah, it, it's really fun. It's really fun. Definitely oh, sail. Right. Definitely sail it if you can't find it. You know, okay. it's and and yeah, it, it should be around somewhere. It's on a. It, I wouldn't be surprised on Netflix because it seems like it's an indie type movie. Mm-hmm. Casey Lemons, yeah, Casey Lemons, she directed. Okay. It. Yeah, Miss Eve's Bayou, Miss. Uh, not a lot of not a lot of long time working uh, black women directors. I mean, mm-hmm. until Ava came along, it was like. Pretty much just Casey Lemons. Yeah, so. and um, what's her name? She's Love and Basketball. Oh yeah, yeah, Gina Prince Brythewood. Yes, Gina. Exactly. Yeah, 
Yeah. All right. So yeah, sorry to, to derail that, but excellent. No, it's okay. Thank you. I'll watch that. Yeah. Ex. Uh, and that was your pick, right? You did. Yes. Inside okay. Man. Inside Man. Okay. And I'm ashamed that I did not get there. All That's right. okay. As long as it's on the list. Doesn't yeah. matter who got it. Um, let's see. I'm going to go with. Hmm. I'm, I'm gauging my opponent now. It's like, what? Mm. Likely to. Well, you know what? I'm going to take Widows. Oh. Yes. Nice. Uh, play the game, damn it. Well, first of all, I mean, that was one of my favorite movies of, what was it, 2016, 2018? What is time? I don't know. 20... Honestly, 18. yeah. What the heck? 2018, yeah. Oh, man. This is one of my favorite movies of 2018. It's just, it's just so good. I've probably seen it five times. It's nice. I mean, just the, and yes, it's got the female empowerment all sorts of stuff, but there are such different women too. Mm -hmm. and I like how the, the script is very clear. I'm like, all right, so she's a little bougie and bossy. Mm -hmm. She's a little, you know, down for whatever. She's desperate. So that's why she's kind of renting herself out possibly mm -hmm. for these terrible men. Like, I don't, you know, and it's just like, and it, it kind of crossed the spectrum of, of humanity to an extent. And yet they're all out to, to rob from people who essentially were robbing from everyone else. You know? mm -hmm. And Colin Farrell's a nice, you know, dirtbag. I'm not quite sure his accent works, but it's not distracting. It's not terrible, but not it's not distracting. No, it's, it's not. It's not great either. <clears throat> but uh, uh, I think he's trying to put a little Chicago on it and didn't quite get there. His, his American accent is usually pretty fine though. It's, yeah, it's, uh, straight. So, and and yeah, Viola Davis. I mean, love the natural hair. Love the dog Olivia. Wow. Olivia became a little bit of a thing, a little bit of a meme. You know, the dog. Yeah. So, has it been confirmed they named the dog Olivia because of Olivia Pope? Has it that has that been confirmed? Oh no, I don't know. Because she's she's like, she's already at this point. She's like in season three or four of How to Get Away with Murder. Oh, God, you're right. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if Olivia was like a little wink or a nod to Shondaland. That's so cute. Yeah, just <clears throat> I mean, nice little twist toward the end that you may or may not be OC coming. It's fine. And Michelle yeah. Rodriguez, I love her. She's I love seeing her. Yeah. I mean, I Always guess she's like easiest to work with, but you know, I love seeing her oh, on screen. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah it's, it's a great movie. Yeah, Cynthia Reeve had that running shot too, which they put in all the trailers. She's such a good runner. <laughs> Watch out, Tom Cruise. <laughs> Arivo's running for your check. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, this kiss. Oh, wow. A lot made of this kiss, boy. Wow. And I don't know why. That's like how you kiss, honestly. I mean, get it, Liam. Um, Get it, Liam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, widows. widows, that's my second film. What's your favorite <laughs> Um what I recently watched uh, the Italian job. Oh for, nice for for this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um you was, you for this pod, you said? Yeah, like oh. the original, not the not the remake. Oh, Oh. The 1969 one. Interesting. Dude, oh, Mike. Yo, young Mike Payne. Listen, I love it. Yo, fuck with you. Hurry up with this on the list. Young Michael Payne. Look, look at the first of all, look at this still right here. I know. Panty dropper. I know. That way. Look at him. He's, he's ready to separate you from your money, from your girl, from your life. Yeah, that's the guy she said not to worry about, but like you're worrying. <laughs> Um, it's great. I had no idea what to expect. Um, Michael Michael Caine's character, he's the main character. He recently gets released from prison, and then one of his old buddies um, gets murdered from the mafia, 
like, and it was a car accident made to look like an accident, but it was the mafia. And his widow gives Michael Caine plans for this ultimate heist in Italy um, where they have to take $4 million worth of gold out of a moving car because they're, I don't know, they're transporting it from point A to point B in this Italian city. And they do it by causing this major so they do it so like the first hour i'm like okay this seems a little straightforward you have you have um, michael kane and just getting his like group together and then you hear what the um how the plan is supposed to go yeah it's great um and then that second half is just the whole heist and it's awesome and it's colorful and it's Fun, oh, this makes so much kinetic and it's too because these little these little mini cars these mm-hmm. were all over the the reboot i'm like okay i know many yeah. could come back in the early aughts but it's like what are we doing here it's oh uh, so yeah that's like the getaway car that's that's just the car that the soul of the movie <laughs> oh my um Sweet. yeah so it's great it's it was fun and then that ending you're gonna just talk to me later when you see that ending because i didn't see it coming Oh and, my God! Who is yeah. this? Oh my Jerry gosh! Joseph. I know. <laughs> Good Lord. He's like Michael Caine's girlfriend or something, but like, wow, yeah, all the women in this movie were beautiful. Uh, uh, yeah. First, you had my curiosity. Now you have now my, you had my attention. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's scored by um. John Williams. No, no. <laughs> Uh, Quincy Jones, Rashida Jones, Paul. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah, an amazing yeah. score. Like, like five minutes in, I'm like, this is a great score. Like, I you just notice it's great, and it's basically its own character in the movie too. Oh my um, god, the, the reboot did all of these. Like, I mean, really? I don't, I don't think it's a shot for shot remake, but it's spiritually in there. I mean, they did the, wow. the, the, the stairs and the Mini Cooper. Wow, everyone's so hot. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. This is on the list. We we, yeah. we gotta find a way to watch this. Yes, it's on it's on Amazon Prime. Oh, word! Is it free? Prime video? video, yeah. Oh, perfect, perfect, perfect. Because yeah. yeah, you perfect. know, I started small acts yesterday, and mm-hmm. I'm about maybe 40, 45 minutes in, and I'm ready to break shit. Oh, yeah. Have you seen small acts? No. I mean, sorry, small acts, mangrove. There's like five of them. I started. No, watching. I haven't. I need to maybe take a weekend and see them all. Um, yeah, I don't know if I, should I start with mangrove or should I start with Lovers Rock. I'm a completionist, so I'm starting with Mangrove. I'm, okay. I'm doing the order. That Mangrove's okay. the first one that came out, and uh, and again, and also apologies because when we put it in the in the talent pool, I didn't quite like. I knew those five different movies mm-hmm. in the anthology, but I didn't get that they were going to do one each week, and that they'd be like reviewed differently each week. So uh, either way, Small Axe, it seems very interesting. Like I'm in it, but mm-hmm. I'm also ready to break. Shit. I'm just like so. Yeah, I heard that first one is like a. It's rough. Yeah, it's rough. <laughs> It's yeah, so watch that to like make yourself feel better. This looks oh my god, it looks so much fun. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. So so well, good job, Stevie. Thank you. Good job. I, I like do it. my homework. You know, uh I mean as a student, as a student in your position normally does, I'm gonna mm-hmm. take the town. Ah, perfect. Okay. Partially because you are from the, the area. Mm-hmm. Better than me? Think better than me? <laughs> Town, I know it's a terrible impression, but whatever. Um, it, it was, I mean, first of all, this was the beginning of the Renaissance. Mm-hmm. He really came, I mean, because he directed this one, he was in it. 
he kind of had a, a fallow period. Like I think after I think the movie that really kind of sunk his career temporarily was Paycheck. He literally was in it for the paycheck. Terrible John Woo movie, but and he kind of toiled. They started doing some indies, trying to kind of get some more cred back. And then this, the town was so well. And actually, let me hold on. Did I rate this? No, fuck. I'm gonna rate this is a ten in my book. This thing had yeah. everything. This thing was yeah. great. Great Boston accents. Yeah. Great heist. Look at these costumes. I mean, a combination of, of like these weird faces with none outfits. I mean, I mean, Jer Jeremy Renner, who I think was Oscar nominated for this, I think, wasn't he? I mean, he was on. I don't remember, but yeah, he was on. He was on something. I, he was wow. Oh, uh, it's so good. I mean, everything is so so good. Good chases, good, and Rebecca Hall. Now one of us, one of me at least. Yeah. You know, you, yeah. You, you see the day in uh, in in Slack where we found out that she's actually. Uh, I guess a quarter black, like her mom actually was passed. Oh. Because Rebecca Hall's directing a movie called, called Passing, and uh, and some of us in the Slack were like, like okay, oh, right, 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 right. Okay, white no, British no, 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 like, no yeah, her mother actually half black, but she was passing most of her wow. life. Yeah, so she so she's part of the tribe. She's part. Of, she's part of the, the sisters. Anyways, but yeah, this is so it's it's good start to finish, never dull moment. Really has you thinking, going, oh, and then also, of course, Ryan Russillo's favorite Blake Lively moment. Yeah. Blake Lively playing uh, white refuse, let's call it. <laughs> but in a very endearing, you know, fairly realistic, grounded way. I love this. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great Boston movie. Um, I, I listen, if you go to Boston, anyone will say that this is their favorite movie. And oh, really? Nice. Yeah. I think, I think we're all very proud of it. <laughs> We're all very proud. This is also another movie that's just always on TV. And I, me and my brother will also just watch it wherever it's it's at and it's run. I mean, as, as a Boston movie, how does it do as far as um, as far as serving up the lo locales? Like, do they do like a good representation of Boston or, or at least for the story they're trying to tell, do they do a good representation of Boston? Because there will be some Seattle movies where obviously they film in Vancouver, so that sucks. But even the time when they do exteriors, you're like... They could have done a little better there. Are really grays? Are we really gonna do the same Alki shot again with the fairy? <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. I don't. I don't find any. There's nothing glaring to me when I'm thinking about it. So they probably did a great job. Okay. Um, like I haven't watched it in a while. Tbh. So, um, I can't. I can't really give a as much. Uh, what am I saying? A Oh, that's a nice shot. You know what? Yeah, from that one, yeah. Yeah, this is good. What, what's, what's this monument right here again? I Frank think it's Bunker. Oh, no, is that Bunker not Hill. Bunker Hill College? <clears throat> Bunker Hill Monument? Okay. Yeah, um, that's the Tobin Bridge. And then um, I'm trying to think, trying to think like where it's coming from, that aerial shot. So it's the Tobin Bridge. And then okay. there's the TD Garden somewhere there. Um. I think that's honestly one of the community colleges, and then there's like a monument there. Don't oh. No, yeah. So, so the town I had to had to take it off your corner in case you were thinking about it. Okay, yeah, that's my third film. I What's see it. Um, oh, it's my turn. One. Yes. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, what was I? Let's do a dog day. Dog day afternoon. You are going classical on my ass. Yeah. Wow. I am. Yeah. 
I mean, first of all, I'm actually proud of myself that I actually saw this because I, I did have a run in like the aughts, the mid aughts when Netflix was still sending out DVDs. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, got, I got the DVD and watched it. So nice. Yeah. So it, it was cool. I, I, thought, I mean, I wasn't prepared that this whole thing was for a sex change. Like that's very progressive for my birth year, 75. You know what I mean? Oh. Yeah. I also, again, I think this is one of the earlier movies that I saw that I was just like, wow, movies are amazing or like what a picture <laughs> you know um yeah this was a really i don't know i loved everything about it i loved al pacino is just i don't know his eyes are so expressive in this movie i don't know why that that sticks with me um thinking about this movie um it's i don't know it's a great movie there's that scene in the middle where they're where he's talking to like a detective outside or something and it's been like, I don't know, eight hours into this, this um, hostage situation. And he's like, and the detective's just like, yeah, I'll order you guys some pizza. And like, you know, because, you know, everyone's just tired. And he's like, let's just not be so mean to each other. And then Al Pacino's character is like, can I get some beers too? And he's like, don't push your luck. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's fun. Um, that scene where Al Pacino yells Attica, I'm pretty sure that was like ad-libbed. He just oh, was like, really? <laughs> yeah. He just really was just like doing, trying something. And um, anyway, yeah. And I also was very surprised that this was, um, it all culminated to um, Al Pacino's character trying to get a um, gender confirmation surgery for his, for his significant other. Um, that also really surprised me. And then I think I Googled and this was um, based on a true story. Like someone, oh, okay. someone did try to commit a robbery um, for their partner who wanted to get a gender confirmation surgery. So because I'm a pretty, you know, <clears throat> Uh, creative guy and mm -hmm. I've been in some I've been in some creative writers rooms but it's like mm -hmm. how do you come up with that I mean now yeah. that makes sense that makes a lot more sense I mean at least for 75 I mean I, I mean that was, that was my birthday it probably came out a few months before I was born mm -hmm. I mean, and, and, and speaking of like I keep looking at some of these pictures and some of these people like I saw an early Carol Kane and so this is literally 45 years ago they're like how young or old must Pacino have been because he's still out there serving them you know he's still getting roles and doing this thing and I know at least 70 now right I mean it's yeah, it was like 25 back then. I mean, still just what a career. Man. Yeah. Cool. And wonderful. I don't know. Yeah, I, I feel like I watched that movie and I realized like, oh, all heist movies are, I don't know, I think that I think I just saw that that, that could be a blueprint of just any other heist movies of just doing a hostage situation. And, you know, slowly learning the lives of the people there and slowly learning more about the you know, the people committing the robbery and just, yeah. Yeah, wait, wait, did your deep dive. I can dig it. <clears throat> mm -hmm. um, all right, so my fourth movie will be, oh, yeah, Triple Frontier, of course. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yes. Just, just saying the, 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 the title oh. brings a smile to everyone's lips. <laughs> it is probably the Swiss Army Knife of movies. It is both simultaneously cheesy, mm -hmm. Fun, romantic. Mm -hmm. It has everything. It has it has everything except women. It's fun. It's got some action. It's got greed. It's got the boys. It's got getting the boys back together. Yeah, I mean, it's 
you know, it's got, you know, dramatic deaths or at least surprising deaths. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, just not a whole lot of logic, but we're not here for that. I just yeah. love it. Yeah. It. Going to get, going back for a bunch of hidden gold. We know we're going to rob a bunch of gold from a big, big ass drug dealer because we can, because we're trained mercenaries. Why not? Mm -hmm. Why, Why not? Why not? Oh, love it. Love yeah. It. I love this movie. I love Oscar Isaac. I love Pedro Pascal. Um, I think I'll, you know, I'll watch them in anything. And obviously I did since I watched Triple <laughs> Have we confirmed the sequel? Are they doing a sequel? Have we confirmed? Uh, I don't know. I know there were t there was talk about it. Um, I don't know. Oh, that's too bad. Well, maybe um, I'll watch it. It means we get to see Ben Affleck again, you know? True. True. Um, Hanum. <laughs> Hanum. <laughs> This, the soundtrack to this movie is just too on the nose. <laughs> I think there's that scene where they're in the helicopter and um, a Led Zeppelin movie, uh, song just comes on. I don't even know. And I'm just like, this is too much. But it's perfect. Yeah, it, it's, yeah, it, it, this movie's all things, all people. I hardly endorse it. That's mm -hmm. my fourth movie. What is your final movie, little Stevie? <sighs> I don't know. Let me consult my list that I had. Um, Did I snake any of yours? No, actually, I. Well, that's I good. Like you I, really, I mean, you. I mean, you, not only have you done homework, but you've given homework in this yes. show. You, I mean, you've gone to the. I'm staying on brand. Yeah, you are. You are a cineast. Um, cineast, cineast, cineast. What was I? I didn't want to. I I didn't want to do this one, but I don't remember any other movies I was thinking of. Um, the killing, the Stanley yeah. Kubrick movie. I have not seen or heard of this one, so do tell. Uh, Stanley Kubrick. It's from nineteen fifty-seven. Um, that's also on Prime Video if you want to watch. Well, now you just study. I mean, fifty-six for real. We're going that far back now. You're yeah, the youngest in charge, acting um, oldest in charge. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tight like ninety minutes. Um. So I think that's just, I think this is just the other extreme of how, of heist movies, because this isn't, it isn't fun. There is no banter. There is, it's kind of clinical and it's, I, it's, it's clinical and it's like post-mortem of a, of a job gone wrong, basically. Um, and the heist is just, I think five guys, four guys trying to steal the money that people place when they bet on horse Racing? I don't know what the word is. <laughs> the ponies, yeah. The ponies, yeah. Just the horses. They're running. Anyway. Um, and it's a very tight structure. They, You kind of... Stanley Kubrick um, kind of goes through one plot, one, like one character, what their job is, and then they stop at a moment where this character F Fs up in the plan. And then you go back to another character at the beginning of the same day. So you kind of see all the steps that kind of go wrong. Um, anyway, what am I saying? It's a clinical movie. It's the complete opposite of what I want in a heist movie. I want banter. I want wit. I want, um, I don't know. I want to root for these, these so-called criminals. But these guys were just, I don't know, just some white dudes and it didn't go to all the plan. Um, but still, I don't know. It was, it didn't feel like homework. Um, but yeah, but it, it didn't feel favorite. like 
a fun joyride either. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I feel like you gotta, I don't know, I feel like you gotta give it to Stanley Kubrick at some point. So here we are. Um, well, you know, I mean, it wouldn't be Hollywood if they didn't try to beat you over the head with the lesson. Like for every, I mean, you know, for for all 15 feel good, bad guys get away heist movies, we gotta give you at least one that, you know, brings it down. Yeah. Yeah. So this is like the heist gone wrong. They do a port, it's just him doing like a postmortem. Like this is what went wrong at every turn. And that sucked. Um, and there's a really nice scene. There's a really nice shot near the end in an airport where luggage opens up. And that's um, another thing I won't reveal that you will watch if you want. Oh, I'm not um, watching this. No. But I am okay. watching <laughs> Oh, okay. So, maybe I might want. No, just kidding. Oh, no. No. Don't <laughs> that's why I did not want to see No, no, no. Just kidding. I'm, oh, no, I'm, I'm definitely watching uh, The Italian Job. Yes. But, watch yeah, that one. But this was probably going to fall through the cracks. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> It's With the I shows it. I already watch as it is. I watched it so you don't there. have to. There you go. There, there you go. go. And well, so just so we don't go out on a down note, my yeah. last film is Logan Lucky. Once again, I'll get <laughs> another Steven Soderbergh. Another Steven Soderbergh. That was also on my list, but I was like, I can't do two. Well, like, I did it for you, us. You four star yeah, I mean, yeah, and 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 you know, you start off with the, with the best, but this one, I mean, I think it's kind of getting like a, it, it's getting a bit of an underground cultish appreciation mm. for it. Like, mm-hmm. a little, like people talk like, yeah, this is underrated, and and I mean, it was interesting because I think he tried doing something different as far as the, distribu- the distribution, like it, like you want to go somewhere like direct to theaters or something, and a lot of theaters didn't want to mess with it, so it got like a lower release than it should have mm-hmm. as far as screens. Like I think it did only like ten million or eleven million, and like the first second week of August. And August is starting point time pre pandemic when the theaters would kind of start winding down their fare, right. but but it should have gotten more more uh, money in a claim than it did. It's very you know it's it's a Soderbergh production, now, even though. Uh, they even though they they kind of said it as like oh this is like um like ocean you know hillbilly oceans eleven ocean's eleven yeah yeah, it's, yeah in the movie they call it ocean seven eleven yeah there like, it I is think yeah, one of the news. I remember what that was thank you yeah. Steve. and it's it's I mean you got I mean everyone involved is is generally pretty good the the heist in question is set at is set at uh, the Charlotte Motor Speedway during a huge NASCAR event. Where mm-hmm. they're trying to hijack like a basically like a, a, a cart full of cash or whatever, mm-hmm. and get it out in the in the middle of a live sporting event. And so I found this fascinating because I think at the time I'd gone to like a NASCAR event at really? Vegas Speedway, and so and I hadn't been like in the bowels of the, of the area, or whatever. But I'd been on the infield and all sort of stuff, and then in the the pit and everything. And so I was it's kind of cool to see them work like i'm not sure if it was actually during a real event but to have them in an actual nascar setting you know kind of wandering around getting ready to do this heist i thought it was very cool uh, very fun and for you know so-called hillbillies or people that we that society generally looks down on things that are is less than smart it's a very sophisticated heist i really yes. enjoyed that part of it it had a lot to say about class and and i mean and family i liked it it's worth your while Adam yes, Driver. Adam Driver. Daniel Craig doing that accent. That, that accent was over the top, but I I loved it. I loved him for it. Way yeah. to go for it, you know. Yeah. That um what else do I remember from that movie? That running bit in the prison of 
the prisoners wanting to know how Game of Thrones ends. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and they're like, just read me what the book says. And they're like, it ends here. There's no more. Like, we can't tell you. <laughs> it's good. Listen, Steven Soderbergh, man, he is fun and he is cool and he really understands what we want to see. <laughs> Especially in a heist movie. He loves him some heist. Yeah. freaking lootly. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> Segwaying out, or, or, or no segwaying out. We are about to take a pause for the cause to let all of you all know why we're here, how to play the draft stream game. We are actually playing it. By the time you actually watch this, we're playing it tonight, Wednesday night. They're due early. Nobody wants to be filling out call sheets on Christmas Eve. I don't want to be assembling call sheets on Christmas Eve. I want to watch a Christmas story and wrap presents. So mm-hmm. in order to facilitate my selfish desires, I'm going to help us all out by having our call sheets due in tomorrow or tonight, Wednesday night, 6 p.m. Pacific time. So I'm going to take a small pause again and have those of you who are listening at home learn about how the cinema draft uh, draft stream game works and how you can get involved. So we will be back right after this. Movie theaters are on hiatus. But we here at Cinema Draft are not. Draft Stream is the streaming content version of the Cinema Draft game you know and love. Just like with Cinema Draft, you have a $100,000 salary cap for a 10 actor call sheet. No more, no less. But in this one, you have to have at least one of three types of actors for your 10 actor call sheet headliner, co star, and day player. Scoring is based on a weighted average of Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic scores, plus audience and user scores. Headliners get a 40% bonus, while co-stars receive a 20% bonus over day player points. There's a weekly minimum $50 prize pool shared by the top two non-Cinema Draft employee call sheets. Or you can go low. Cinema Draft offers a minimum $10 lowball bonus to the lowest scoring call sheet of the week. To qualify, your call sheet must spend at least $75,000 of your budget, use at least one actor from three separate titles in the talent pool, and, of course, roster at least one headliner, co-star, and day player to your 10-actor call sheet. The game runs from Thursday evening to Monday afternoon with daily updates on Saturday and Sunday before final scoring after Monday, 12 p.m. Pacific time. Currently, we are alpha testing DraftStream in a rudimentary spreadsheet-based format while we work on adapting it for digital play. Tweaks happen almost weekly due to player feedback. We really need the data, so please help us out and play the game. A link to the most current talent pool is included in the podcast description. Please review the rules tab and submit your call sheet by Thursday, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Thanks again for your help and good luck. And we're back. Steph messed me up because she's over there giggling, grooving. Love it. Love it. Youths. 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 All right. So, anyways, getting our composure back. Our quarantine movie of the week is going. Well, first, let's talk about our quarantine movie of last week. And I'll share my screen. If you do recall, it was 
coming to America. And I'm aware that today, or at least Tuesday, they came out with the trailer for coming to the number two America, the sequel. So I am anxious to watch that as soon as I slow down tonight. Classic movie, Eddie Murphy, sexual chocolate. Sexual chocolate. <laughs> that was actually trending today because apparently sexual chocolate makes a cameo in the trailer. I can't wait. I can't wait. Oh, uh, I think he does. I so I saw the trailer. Yeah. Prime. Prime knows what's what, Amazon Prime knows what's up. They play that trailer before um before the Italian job because I was ah. watching that. Okay. Um it looked fun. I I I don't know. I don't know. It looks really good. Like okay. Eddie Murphy yeah, doing I his mean, thing. Like I, I, have, know I, was, I know this was like a decade before you were born, but you've seen Coming to America, hopefully. Um, yeah, but a while ago. I need to rewatch it. I think I watched it with my brother. Again, another theme. We just watch movies when they're just repeating on the channels. Doesn't matter um, the runtime. So I I don't think I've seen it in full. I think I've we've always started it like 30 minutes in. Oh, so... Okay. Um, but yeah, the trailer looks good. I I think I will value your opinion more than my opinion about this trailer since I don't, I'm not, it's not a, I don't know, I feel like it's more important to you than to oh, me yeah. because I saw it, you know, way, well after its cultural peak. Yes, well, well, I'll, I'll be sure to check it out and tell you if the trailer made my soul glow. <laughs> I like that, yes. <laughs> oh yeah, okay. <laughs> love that love that shit all right so that was last week's quarantine movie of the week coming to america this week's quarantine movie of the week is wall street have you seen this movie no i have not oh you're in for a treat no put that at the top of your list okay greed is good that's where we get it from michael douglas won a fucking oscar for it i was really? actually i was i actually had this on the list for a few weeks for a quarantine movie of the week but i uh, but it inspired me to listen to the the Wall Street rewatchables, uh, you know, that uh, Bill Simmons did mm -hmm. with Ryan Compliment, Billions Guy. Do you watch Billions? No, I do not. Ah, okay. Well, if you watch Wall Street, you'll see why shows like Billions even exist. You'll yeah. know why to an extent. People like, I mean, to a lesser extent, people like Trump even exist. I mean, this movie influenced the hell out of the '80s. I mean, I can't tell you how influential it was. It came out it was '85. 87 okay 87 and so about maybe so a couple years before as i say the party was over but this totally i mean it's a product of his time as far as it really did exhibit the excesses of the of the, the money hungry me first 80s but it really did like i mean just the slick back hair of gordon gecko pat rogers <laughs> hair like that over in la with lakers mm -hmm. uh, but charlie sheen i mean you know, not to go all rewatchables, but this has to be his apex mountain. Maybe. Okay. Well, that's not true. Maybe Platoon might have been, but he's really good in this. Really good, and and actually, once you watch this this movie, definitely listen to the rewatchables. Okay. Uh, it'll, I mean, not only will it obviously make sense, but it will make you like, oh yeah, I see all of that. Because there's a okay. nice little casting. What if, like, what if Tom Cruise had been Bud Fox instead of Charlie Sheen? I mean, is the movie better? It probably kind of fucking, you know, because it's Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise. Yeah. How they, they, they opined that uh, Tom Cruise is Charlie Sheen's market correction because he was really hot in 87. Yeah. And then all of a sudden Tom Cruise starts getting all the good parts. <laughs> all of them. And working with Oliver Stone. Yeah, you're right. But was Tom Cruise as, I guess, culturally significant 
at the time at this as as Martin. Oh, percent because this is eighty seven. So Top Gun came out in eighty four. Oh, was, okay. Done. Yeah. You just needed to put that context. Yeah, 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 done. Okay. yeah. but yeah. it's funny because so I mean, and yeah, you'll. I don't want to use up all the the stories from the the rewatchables, but like apparently, uh, Cruz wanted it or thought about mm-hmm. it or something or whatever, and they couldn't make it work. And so, it, so at the same time, he's also he goes off and films Cocktail or something, which is both kind of in its own way. I don't know if you've seen Cocktail, but in its own way, it's a bit of a commentary on you know. On on a uh, class and mm-hmm. and and money hungry culture, whatever, because you know his character is dating like you know a rich a rich kid Elizabeth Shue. Uh, Elizabeth Shue still looks incredible. <laughs> Stan was and looks great in that movie too. So yes, all that okay. stuff. Daryl Hannah apparently hated the movie, didn't want to mm-hmm. be in the movie. So that yeah, watch it with that eye. Mm-hmm. I, start looking for when she's pouting on the set. <laughs> <laughs> And then just the brilliance, of course, of casting your dad to be your dad in the movie. That's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. Martin Sheen was up in there with with, with uh, Charlie Sheen. It's great. It's great. Yeah. This 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 office is you know. Oh yes. Wow, that's so. I'm gonna watch Italian Jobs. Promise me you watch the Wall Street. Okay. Movie. Okay. Straight up. Shake on it. Yeah, shake. Yeah. Okay. I love it. All right. So, anyways, yeah, Wall Street, uh, and then the log line is an ambitious young trader ingratiates himself. To an unscrupulous Wall Street Titan losing his soul in the process. Mm. Uh, so give me your tweet length review, everyone, at our Twitter account at Play Cinema Draft. Uh, by the time you guys listen to this, this will be up and running on our Twitter account. Right. Okay, so time for our draft stream update and like a dummy i don't have it ready <laughs> but last week oh, actually just gonna not see any of that don't see any of that nope 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 there you go damn it oh all right we'll take this off screen anyways uh, last week i was your big winner thank you very much thank you hold your applause please applause it's very rare these days sadly when the when the creator actually gets to win his own game so i was very excited about all that um, damn, for real. Where's where's my damn? Hold on a second. Hold on. Where's my where's where's, where's our alpha? Is uh, the title search engine optimized? Like, come on. Yeah, and I, I know I was being lazy. Here it is. All right, here we go. Last week, there I am up top. Mm-hmm. Three hundred sixty-three points. Fairly strong outing, although per, per, I was, although I was one hundred points off perfection, and it kind of did come down to to a very unbalanced strategy. I went all in on total control. Wow. I thought it gave me the best value and it afforded me enough room to get the expanse. Mm-hmm. And in this case, when you're paying 20,300, yeah. you're not paying for, you're per, for value, you're paying for points. And mm-hmm. it totally worked out by, I squeaked by by a point and some change over G24, the homie. Gamble twenty four x seven. He came in first and second, or he got first and second money in second and third place, followed by, of course, Jay Bird. <sighs> Steph, we must break up this hegemony. I know it's this money hegemony. This I the, know. Hegem- this hegemony. <laughs> we must break it up, Steph. I know. Listen, we need to break up this monopoly. I, you know, yes. I hate big business. You know, I hate big business. Like we need to do an antitrust law, or something here. Ooh. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bad week for antitrust. Let's break these suckers up. Let's break these. Yeah, up. yeah. So um, this I think Omid got 
low oh, oh yeah oh yeah i'm sorry yes yeah shout out our boy omid's tell him what Ooh. happened yeah omid got our our low ball uh of the week he and nice. by a decent margin by 20 points on your boy wow. and did it by using what I like to call an affinity pick because he hates tennis so much he had to have him call sheet. And that was just, that was just good business because you had to have at least 75,000 on your call on your call sheet to call mm -hmm. the low ball. And you're, you're, brought, you're probably gonna want to have a building block of the ward grandpa. And also the stand surprisingly did not pull its weight, but then breach, breach was terrible. A big expensive misfire, only 55.95 points. So this actually was a pretty well balanced salary structure wise low ball. He got uh, got it over to eighty one thousand, and then he just went with a uh, with a co star and a day player. Wow, um, that's wow, just wow. So well played, Omid. That's galaxy brain move right there. I did not see that coming. This mm -hmm. I saw coming. You know, this I did not see coming. So well played, Omid. He got the $15 to his PayPal. Ooh. What will it take to follow it up? Well, this week, 25 hot ones or mediocre ones. It took a lot to get to even 25 this week. Everyone's <laughs> mailing it in this week. It's holiday week. Yeah. You're going to see more than your fair share of Lifetime and own movies with the title with something Christmas in the title. I'm telling you. Mm -hmm. uh, as far as looking forward to what is moving the needle, our highest salaried Title is Soul. This looks egregious. I know twenty one thousand two hundred. Nothing's worth twenty one thousand two hundred. But I, I, I think because of the holiday, because it's Pixar and Pixar never misses. I think it's got a good shot to set the all time draft stream record. Currently wow. held by The Last Dance at one hundred twenty four point one five. This has one twenty five potential. I'm just saying. Ooh. When you look over this towel point, anything strike your eye, your uh, strike your fancy, little Stevie. Um, Bridgerton. Keep an eye on Bridgerton. Yeah. Um, Shondaland. And our boy Re Reggie. Reggie is it Reggie or Reggie? Reggie Jean Page. Yes. Did you watch uh, For the People? Because I'm probably the only person to watch For the People. No, I don't. Sorry. I network. Yes. All right, guys. <laughs> CJ, I know you're watching. Network in effect. Yeah. He was the star on, on For the People, and he okay. is like a classically handsome dude. So you're real yes. strong jawline, super pretty boy, light skinned it, all that good stuff, right? So <laughs> yeah, the fact he gets his own show is pretty it's pretty exciting. Shonda, she didn't forget that, that was a Shonda Land show for the people. Uh it, it eked out like a season and a half, so good for them. <laughs> Whoa! Look at this flex! What is going on here? My God! Have you seen the trailer? It's insane. I have, but this guy is like the chair should be paying him. Damn, this is like incredible privilege. It's like you like privilege own that shit. I respect it. <laughs> Much respect. These boots are crazy. Look at these, these big ass boots. Those are riding boots, I think. I'm kidding. I have no idea what I'm talking they, about. They probably are. I have no idea. There's a lot of like face I love. I love Nicola Coughlin, our girl from Dairy Girls, mm -hmm. uh, Holly Walker. I mean, I mean, she goes back to the days of Rome on uh, HBO. That's when I first saw Polly Walker. She was extremely hot in that, and she's also on a lot of good BBC type shows. Like, yeah, she's aged into like a nice buxom, take no shit type of you know, character actress. So I love her in this. Uh, this she also looks familiar. Is she from Harlots? Bessie, um, Car 
harlots. Uh, I respect that. And Harry Kane's from from um, I want to say not is it Sex Education? She's on some show uh, that I, I've seen her on. I love her too. Very great. I mean, it's really well cast. I was going through the talent pool. I'm yeah. like, oh my god, I know her. I know her. I know her. Uh, so yeah, it's really gonna. Oh, that's wrong. It's really gonna. It's really gonna slap Bridgerton. Uh, it's gonna slap. It, it's you know, go go Corey Carson. I've never heard it before in my life, but the early reviews are strong. Really, very strong. <laughs> Maybe something you want to turn Benji onto your, your little nephew. Maybe. Sylvie's love. I mean, I wasn't impressed by the trailer, but I'm very impressed by the cast. Mm -hmm. uh, our girl uh, Tessa Thompson and mm -hmm. Nami Asamoa. Mr. Kerry Washington. Oh. Yeah, former NFL football player, full-time thespian. Thespian. Uh, I think this is kind of like his first shot at like a romantic lead. So good for oh, him. Good job. Yeah. And then <clears throat> I Wonder think, Woman. Yeah, Wonder Yeah, what this yeah. is what's wild is that the early the early scores for Wonder Woman are not great. So I know, yeah. It'll be interesting to see if, if once everyone's home, it gets like a the, an audience score bounce, but I, I can't guarantee it. If there is a sleeper, it might be Wonder Woman, but I don't know. I don't know. And then if you're filling out your low ball call sheet, make sure you stock up on shortcut. It really is bad. It, it's way below the default score. Oh. Might might be some spotlight on Christmas. It seems to be I mean, those titles tend to depend on the IMDb user score, and so far mm -hmm. that User score on Spotlight and Christmas. It could do better, I think. Yeah, 6.5. I mean, 6.5 is not bad, but you need a 7 plus to, sav to salvage the rest of the non-scores on your on, on your title. So, right. Anything else catch your eye, Stevie? Mm, let's see. Oh, I know Letter Kenny. Well, realized... Is that funny? I've never watched it. Um... I, I, I don't keep up with it. I've seen a couple episodes. It is funny. It is a very specific humor, dry and and fast. Canadian, right? Aren't they yeah, Canadian. Canadian. Um, I had no idea they were coming out with another season. So I'll season nine. They just can't stop. Uh, apparently, yeah. And, um, and it's so well received. It's starting at seventeen thousand eight hundred. There's, there's a lot, but a, a relative bargain compared to Soul. I'm sure they're gonna meet some people. Gonna try to fade Soul. You're and right. and coming in on a Wednesday where we definitely do not have the normal Thursday information we're used to, do not sleep on soul. That's what I bank on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Tell, them, tell them how to play the game real quick. What, what, what's the what's your most what's one most optimal strategy for trying to get ahead in the game? Um, I have I feel like my strategy is no strategy, so I yeah, just, <laughs> I will wait until the last minute. I will look, I will click on some random titles, something that looks, that catches my eye, we'll look at some reviews. Um, and then if I, I guess it's just all in the vibes. If I get some good vibes, then, <laughs> then I'll, I'll pick them. And then I don't know. <laughs> you hear that, y'all? Steph plays Draft Stream by astrology, by, by vibration. She's a vibrational <laughs> player, y'all. And yet she's <laughs> Cash like that lets you know that yes, while this is a game of skill, the same two players tend to dominate some of the money. You can vibe your way into the yeah, money. you can just vibe your way into vibe your way. And if the draft mom can stumble into some into some wins, you can. Hell yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right, well, damn it, let's vibe our way on out of here. Bring this thing into the landing. 
you know, and, and as usual, Steph, give yourself a hand. We appreciate you being here. Thank you. Well, Stevie! Thanks for having me. I just love saying it. I love having you on here so I can say it to your face. <laughs> It's a pleasure. This is the time of the program where we ask our guests to plug their ish. So, Stephanie, go ahead and plug your ish. Um, I have no ish. If you guys, if anyone wants to see me make a croquembouche for Christmas, follow <laughs> follow me at, at stories8, like plural of stories. Um, S-T-O-R-I-E-S, S number eight, eight y'all. Yes, thank you. Um, I will be prepping croquembouche tomorrow, um, making the pate and the creme patisserie. And then the 24th, I will be assembling and making a lot of caramel. And you've got that great natural ASMR type voice. So <laughs> all, I mean, I've seen a couple of you posted in the Slack and I'm like, I'm, I mean, I'm not really like a food uh, watcher type person, but just the voice and and, just, and the personality you put into it—it's definitely worth a gander. That is, thank your, you. That's your kink. She is going <laughs> to up for you on IG Live. Thank you. All right, everybody. Thanks, everybody, for for playing the game, for sticking with us. We got a ways to go. We're gonna be spreadsheeting it for a minute, but mm -hmm. I'm telling you, things are looking good. So we appreciate your support. Get your call sheets in. Tomorrow or tonight, 6 p.m. Pacific time, Wednesday. And happy holidays to all. And holla at your boy. Quarantine with a yourself, damn it. <laughs>